this, uh, this time we're starting a new series of teachings today. Uh, before I go into this teaching, my last couple of weeks, we've had all kinds of events. But what you have known is the Navigate Conference and the Vacation Bible School for kids. Our leaders and, and volunteers, workers here, did a fantastic job all through all these events. Yeah, at the end of the service, uh, Pastor Debo will show us a video recap, just impact report from the Vacation Bible School. But uh, I, I would want to just appreciate all of our leaders, all of our volunteers who made it happen. Great feedback from the teenagers and the great things that God is doing in the heart of our teenagers. Can you please help me appreciate all of our teens handlers, all of our children's church teachers, everyone who participated in making that a powerful... Come on, let's do it a little more. Let's do it a little more. Praise God. Can you help me look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, you shall not want? Okay, let's personalize it right now. Say it again. Say it another time. Teaching a new series starting from today, which we have tagged, I shall not want. And I want you to join me in Psalm 23. I'll read just the first verse. Psalm 23 and verse number one. This teaching will open up your heart to the covenant of divine provision. This teaching will diffuse fear and anxiety and frustration from your heart. If you will open your heart to it. It's a potent teaching that will deliver hope, restore joy, restore peace, and open you up to the God that is more than enough. Open you up to Jehovah Jireh, the one who meets us at the very point of need, even in the midst of lack and crisis. So, Psalm 23, I read verse 1, I'll say a word of prayer, and we'll go on with the teaching. Says the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. New Living Translation quickly. Yeah, New Living Translation quickly. Says the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. Doesn't that sound good? Can you hear me look at your neighbor and say, I have all that I need? Say it by faith, say I have all that I need. Glory be to Jesus. Lift your two hands with me, everyone online, everyone present in the house. Father, we thank you for the revelation of your person as the all-sufficient God. As the God that meets us at every point of need. Lord, we ask as we start this new teaching series that you reveal yourself to us as the great shepherd. Reveal yourself to us as the great shepherd. Bring somebody out of lack. 
into an open door of abundance. Sustain somebody who is already enjoying a certain measure of abundance. They will not go down. In the name of Jesus. Bring someone from not enough to more than enough. That your name may be glorified. Prove to us that you are the God of the covenant. And that you fulfill your covenant in the life of your people. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Again, look at your neighbor and say, I shall not want. In Psalm 23 and verse number 1, the writer of that psalm, King David, because Psalm 23 is a psalm of David, in his contemplations and meditation, in the deep recess of his heart, caught the revelation of God as his shepherd. He himself being a shepherd, understanding the concept of the sheep and the shepherd. The responsibility of the shepherd towards the sheep and the expectation of the sheep towards the shepherd. And in the deep understanding of that, David blotted out a song. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It takes a strong understanding, especially in the midst of crisis, to know that God has not resigned as your shepherd. Yeah. He has not resigned. He has not resigned. So over the last, you know, few years, we've seen all kinds of things happening in our world. Father, so, uh, uh, you know, a video that we try to use to, you know, put this together, but maybe after now or something, uh, we'll, we'll show it. It's just something that, that, that speaks to what has happened so far. You know, we came into this year just wondering what's going on. If you're in our own clan here, uh, for everyone that's local to this place, uh, to Nigeria, you know how the exchange rate has just been sliding. Yeah, it's like knife going through butter, just sliding down. Yeah, and sometimes it just it just looks like somebody's blowing fresh breeze on it. Good. Yeah, because you just see ten naira, twenty naira overnight, just go down. And as it's going down, some people's blood pressure is going up. Yeah. This teaching will take you away from such people. Yeah. Your blood pressure will no longer go up. Yeah. It will be stable. In the name of Jesus Christ. So whatever part of the world you are joining us, I know you understand that the, the, the peculiar situations going on in different economies. Some economy is about job losses. Yeah. Some is about the effect of the war in supply chain causing all kinds of disruption that is destroying businesses. And employers have to lay off. Right in our own climate here, all kinds of things affecting the economy. Practically speaking, the economy is sick and it needs healing. One way or the other, the managers of our economy seem to be confused. Because it looks like they've tried all kinds of things. Now, it's looking like just permutations that are not working out. And leadership is about problem solving. When problem persists, it's either there's wrong leadership 
Bad leadership or leadership has no clue. We'll leave that story for another day. Some problems should not persist. Leadership is about problem solving. So the managers of our economy need a lot of prayers. Either to pray them to do the right thing or pray them out. One way or the other. Yeah. The destiny of a whole generation cannot be held to ransom. And we refuse to be held down by anything. That's the truth. Because it's what you, what you accept. And it starts from your heart. That's why as you internalize these teachings, you must see yourself first and foremost as a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever other citizenship you hold is secondary to that one. And that is your reality. Thank God that your boss is not your shepherd. Thank God that the president of Nigeria is not my shepherd. Yeah. Thank God that my spouse is not my shepherd. Because sometimes your spouse has no clue on how to resolve your issue. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some people here, you've been used to one benefactor over the years. This message is for you. God is your number one benefactor. Every other benefactor is a channel. God is a source. Is the source. The source. And you must allow that to sink in even at this season of life. You know, this is the season of life where you can't but remember the hymn on Christ the solid rock I stand. Because all of the ground is sinking sand. People have, been, uh, have learned to stay on certain things. Stay in the way an industry works. Stay, you know, in this strategy. But it's a season where we need to understand and open up between two extremes of focus and flexibility. Because uh, sometimes you, 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 you are too focused on your focus <laughs> that you are becoming irrelevant. Yeah. Because you are holding on to what is fading away. But when you hold God as your shepherd, he knows what is fading and he knows what is rising. And he knows how to order you into it. Now, everything that has been happening, let's talk about the effect of what has been happening. When the economy is going down around the world, fear becomes palpable. Fear of lack. Fear of the unknown. Fear of the future. You know, some people are dealing the, 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 the tension and the atmosphere is fear of the future and struggle in the present. Yeah. Fear of the future, struggle in the present. If you don't have enough, there will be struggle in the present. 
If you have more than enough, it's a fear of the future. Because we don't know what the future, you know, holds. Some people will feel, well, I feel blessed right now, but God, what about if next year, this tunnel is blocked, what, what's going to happen? Yeah. People are struggling to make long-term commitments right now. Because the one they made in 2020 and COVID hit, you know what happened to such commitments. It became a lot of trouble. So how do you deal when there are two strong tensions around the world? Fear of the future, struggle in the present. These things engender certain attitudinal change that every believer must get back into the word of God to make sure that those changes don't change what we have or that uh, uh, what's happening around us will not change our attitude towards certain kingdom values. How do I mean? With the tension and everything that's going on, the first response of some people is for the survivor instinct to kick in. And the survivor mindset kicks in and what that does is that it starts to impact negatively on your sense of generosity. Yeah. So you have a diminishing sense of generosity. You overfocus on yourself. You think that what's available is not enough for everybody. So let me think of how I'm going to survive before I think of any other person. Yeah. That's the effect of what we're dealing with. So survival mode and instinct, hoarding of resources, a sense of diminishing generosity, losing focus on God as our source, living in fear, in anxiety, and worry. One important thing that everybody must understand is that if you're working with God, one of the things you enjoy is your ability to, to take charge of the atmosphere around your life. I am in charge of my atmosphere. Yeah. God has given me the authority to take charge of the atmosphere around my life. Fear may be everywhere. Anxiety may be everywhere. But what's happening in me is stronger than what's happening around me. What is happening in me is what determines who I'm becoming. Crisis comes sometimes and changes the fabric of people's heart and make them a different kind of person. Crisis will come and some people will remain steadfast and consistent. I charge you, Elevation Church today, that it's time to be steadfast and consistent in our understanding of the word of God and in who God is to us, so that you don't become a bitter wife, a cantankerous husband, an employer that is lacking empathy, an entrepreneur that is trading with fear. And I can go on and on. A politician that is stealing like there's no tomorrow. Because when there's crisis and there's apparent, you know, downward trend, people's emotion go with the trend. And it changes who we are. 
changes who we are. But God wants us to be consistent. And we can only be consistent when we recognize that God is our source and our hope. So acknowledging God as our source is key to rising above prevailing circumstances to recognize all that is possible in God. That's the first thing. We acknowledge God as our source. We're able to deal with the atmosphere so that when I show up anywhere, I say, peace be unto this place. I have come with my peace. Yeah. As you go on transacting business this season, you show up in a meeting, you have come with peace. That peace dominates the atmosphere there. So you regulate the tension in the room. You have not come to amplify the attention. You know what happens today? You, you listen to the news and the only thing it engenders in your heart is fear. Yeah. And we are forgotten that there's good news. And the scripture is good news. And many people don't read the Bible again. But you listen to cable channel all the time. And it keeps loading you up with more fear about what is going on. And everything that God has said that should bring peace to your heart are the things that you're not listening to. When there's lack, there's famine and all that, people usually will break into two camps. And in the two camps, it's not really like, well, one is better than the other, but what it does to people is what I'm talking about. And let's look at it. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, when you read from maybe about verse 14, can, can we read it together? Deuteronomy chapter 8, God was warning Israel. He says, when your heart is filled up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and terrible wilderness in which were fairy serpents and scorpions and thirsty land where there's no water, who brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you and that he might test you to do you good in the end. Look at verse 17. It says, Then you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand has gained, this, gained me this wealth. Verse 18 says, And you shall remember. Somebody say, I will remember. I will come and say it again. Say, I will remember. remember. Said, You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he might establish his covenant, which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. What is this? Certain points in our lives, the Bible says, we need to remember. We need to remember. You see, there are two situations that people find, them, find themselves, and it's a struggle to remember. Affluence and extreme lack. When people are in affluence and abundance, that's what the scripture is saying here. It's difficult to remember that the Lord is the one that is doing this. When people are in lack, they almost curse God. It's difficult to remember that God is still at work and he can turn the situation around. 
So some people right now, in the midst of all this, are enjoying a bit of abundance. They don't even feel a need for God. They got everything figured out. Yeah. Now to pray is a problem. Because you are covered. You know, I got to understand this thing about not needing prayer a little bit more. Sometimes ago when, uh, <laughs> you know, I'll give you an illustration sometimes. When, when I went to, you know, when you're abroad and you need a car to drive through the city and you have to rent a car. So I went to the car renter. And, um, oh, okay, this is my license. This is this and all. So, oh, okay, what kind of car do you want? Oh, I want this. Uh, for the sedan, you know, all that. Um, um, uh, I, I think you need a cover. Which cover? Say insurance uh, for, uh, you know, just in case of anything, you know, you'll be covered. You'll be okay. Okay. How much is that? Okay. Put it. And then said again, um, I think you also need a cover just in case somebody's in the car with you and there's, uh, there's an accident to, co- to cover that person also. Um, and then, um, uh, will you be traveling a lot? Oh, maybe. Okay, you need a cover so that when you go through the highway and uh, some, uh, you go through a toll plaza, you don't have to think about paying. There's an insurance that can cover all the toll that you pass through. And then all kinds of, eventually cover, cover, cover. <laughs> they introduced me to like things that will cover like four or five things. I thought to myself, if I cover everything, what will God be doing? <laughs> now, I'm not saying that insurance is bad, don't get me wrong, but there's a way it can placate you to the point that even as you are driving out, you don't have to pray again. Everything is covered. <laughs> and that's what happens when you're living in abundance. It just feels so covered. I mean, why do you have to pray about children's school fees? What's the need for prayer? Because money is already there. And there are some Christians that live like that, especially people in the West, and even people here. So you don't, that's why the Bible says, remember that it is God that gives you the power to get well. And when you are in lack also, there's a need to remember that God is the one that rules and reigns in the affairs of men. And it changes season, according to Daniel chapter 2 and verse 21. It changes times and seasons. So you don't feel, you know, helpless in that situation. He is still your shepherd. He does not resign. And he is never perplexed if you will recognize him as your shepherd. So in the midst of the two extremes, we need to always remember that God remains our shepherd. God is the one that gives power to get wealth. We must not allow the circumstance around us to, you know, uh, to bury or suppress what God has deposited in us. So in this season, as things changes around us, one thing that we, you and I must remember is that God is still at, at work in us. God is still at work in us. Our mantra this season must be I shall not want. I shall not want. I shall not want. Someone say after me again, say, I shall not want. Or say it again, say, I shall not want. Say one more time, say, I shall not want. Everyone online, type it out, say, I shall not want. Yeah. Is there an emoji for that? 
What, 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 what would I shall not want emoji look like? Looks like somebody's face where dollars are coming out or something. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody should create something like that. Yeah, an emoji that shows that God is at work. Praise God. I said, praise God. When God says, is the one that gives power to get wealth. I need for somebody to understand something. God doesn't pour down money from heaven. He empowers us. And we're going to unpack that all through uh, in the next few weeks. He empowers us with certain things, certain graces. One of such is that God gives unusual opportunities. It's an expression of the covenant of divine provision. Unusual opportunities. Opportunities just in the midst of, you, you know, all through COVID, some people were making insane amount of money because God exposed them to unusual opportunities without corruption, sir. Yeah. Without corruption. Just some people just focusing on the particular product because in the midst of everything, God wants to open somebody's eyes. May your eyes be open this season. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, God, 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 you know, gives ideas, for instance. That's how the power to get wealth manifests. Unusual opportunities, unusual ideas, strategic relationships, what we call partnerships. So, unusual opportunities, unusual ideas, strategic relationships, winning insights. Uncommon wisdom. These are the things that God releases in our heart as the expression, the manifestation of the power to get wealth. He will not rain dollars from heaven. But he will give unusual insights. He will give divine ideas. He will pour out his favor for strategic relationships. He will give grace to come up with impactful solutions. These are the things that you should hold God for this season. Rather than being afraid and fretting. Or thinking that the economy of your nation must condition the economy of your house. No. The CBN governor is not your shepherd. God is my shepherd. I shall not want. Glory be to Jesus. Isaiah 48 and verse 17, the scripture says, Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God, who teaches you to do what? Can I hear that one more time? And who leads you in the way that you should go. That is how he manifests himself as a shepherd. That's how the covenant Works in the life of believers. Another scripture, Psalm 37. Read from verse 23. Psalm 37, verse 23. New Living Translation. Give me New Living Translation. Put it on the screen. New Living Translation. It says, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. And the godly there means a covenant child. It does not mean that the one who has never committed the sin before. So don't, don't, don't be. Uh, don't allow the devil to bring a judgmental thing to this. So you now be excusing yourself away from it. Ah, me that I'm still, no. I'm not condoning sin, but I'm saying that you need to understand that when we talk about 
the righteous or the godly. It's first and foremost premise on the covenant before where you are in your life. Because the covenant is supposed to bring you up to speed even in your godly nature. But who you are may not always be at par with nature or with what you do. I'm digressing because of only one person here perhaps or somebody online who has simply just excused himself from that because he says he's godly or righteous people only. No. Righteousness does not mean that you have never committed a sin before. It simply means that you are a child of God. And that power that God gives when you have given your life to him is the one that helps you to overcome the pool of sin, but it qualifies you to walk in covenant. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So you must never excuse yourself when you see any scripture that says this is what will happen based on covenant or to the righteous. Yeah. You need to be able to say if you are work in progress. I'm righteous but work in progress. But I will not remain. This road sign will not be here for long. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Is somebody still listening to me today? Yeah. So the Bible says that the Lord Psalm, Psalm 37 and verse 23. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will not fail. For the Lord holds them by the hand. He said, once I was young and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous abandoned or their children begging for bread or school fees. Yeah. So the godly always gives generous loans to others and their children are a blessing. May that be the testimony of your life this season. I said, may that be the testimony of your life this season in the precious name of Jesus. So there's hope in God and your economic situation has not caught God by surprise. It will never catch God by surprise. It will never catch God by surprise. So how should God being my source affect my mindset this season? That's where we should land this message. How should God be my source? You know, we have emphasized that God is our source. It's our shepherd. How should that affect my mindset this season? It should affect my mindset in the sense that I must understand that the Bible says, he that watches over Israel never sleeps nor slumber. So if there's somebody under the influence of my voice, you're suffering from insomnia, yield to God today. Let him take it away. Two people cannot stay awake on a matter. Let God be the one to stay awake. You sleep. And for somebody today, though we're talking about covenant of divine provision, yours may not be that at this material point in time. But God wants you to yield something into his hands. His covenant is like the covering that I described. It has different facets. Covenant of divine protection. Provision. Longevity. 
I can go on and on and on. That's why when his names in the scriptures are based on his covenant personality. You call him Rapha, the God who heals. Covenant of divine health. You choose to pursue it, you get the blessing of it. You leave it. It's the same thing. Somebody can be a Christian and refuse to recognize God as his or her source. And continue to chase shadows and run after people and human beings. And run with natural favor when they are supernatural favor. Such people end up on all kinds of substances because they want to use their mind to run everything. And if there's somebody listening to me right now, you can't function without one add drug or the other. God will deliver you this month. Yeah. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. When God is working, you don't have to sniff anything to be okay. Yeah. You are sound in your mind, in your soul, without any substance. Yeah. Because you are depending on God. Not your own ability. See, when it's your own ability, you have to hype your ability from time to time to function. I, I, I hope you understand what I'm saying. That's why you need stimulants. Because it's your ability that you're using to get everything you need or that you want. But when the Lord is your shepherd, I don't need anything to stimulate me. The Holy Ghost is enough. The Holy Ghost is enough. Glory be to Jesus. <laughs> and I pray that the hold of Addiction is broken over somebody this morning. Amen. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. How should, being, should God be my source affect my mind this season? One, have complete and unconditional trust in God. So I wrap this up. You must have complete and unconditional trust in God. Complete and unconditional trust in God. That's the first thing that we need to do if you want to really recognize God as your source. So don't allow economic pressure to affect your financial decision making. Some people right now are already making bad choices. Only God knows how many people have lost millions of naira or dollars this year just with bad decisions under pressure. They come to tell you, ah, this, this deal or this uh, investment, put money there. It will just, you know, every month, just be cashing out. Uh, you, you, somebody says, you, you'll get 25% every month. And then you, you go and put money. Yeah. Young people, hear me and hear me out. God will not bless you with betting. He does not play kalu kalu. He doesn't do all those kind of things. God, <laughs> no, no. Because some people will say, <laughs> you know, some people say, we don't know what God will use. <laughs> Let's put some money here too. Let's put there too. When you, are, you allow the pressure to sit in, when you allow the pressure to get into you, you realize that you start to make some irrational decisions. And some of them are even addictive in nature. They, you know, they have this promise of it will soon happen. It will soon happen. So you go, you do small. Before you know it, you are putting everything into it. Some people even put money that does not belong to them. That is too much of ignorance in financial management. 
Yeah. And all that must stop. That's what, and it's the pressure of the moment. And it breaks my heart when I get calls and somebody says, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble because either I invest money that doesn't belong to me or, or you know, or I borrow somebody's money to quickly use it for something. You know, all kinds of things that are happening right now. We need to calm down. We need to calm down. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8. These are the kind of scriptures you've been meditating on this season. We'll unpack it as we go in this series. I read it from the Amplified Classic Translation. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. Put it up for me. Amplified Classic Translation. Look at how he puts it. It said, And God is able to make all grace, every favor, and earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient. Possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. That is the will of God for you and I. That is the will of God for you and I. And he wants to do that with peace in our heart. That's why Isaiah, let me give you another scripture. Isaiah 26, verse 3 and 4, New Living Translation. It says, you will keep in perfect peace whose trust is in you. All whose trust are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always. For the Lord God is the eternal rock. This are scriptures that we need to focus our mind on as we trust God this season. Faith can only be expressed when there's consistent unchanging attitude towards the manifestation of the promises of God in your life. When your heart is not in trouble, when you don't allow worry and anxiety that will lead to bad behavior. So can I say this? Be frugal but not fearful. Let your frugality not be fueled by fear. What you are trying to save, you will lose. If you have, uh, your frugality is fueled by the fear of lack, not just good financial management. You know, some people right now, to get one naira from them, you will speak in tongues. Yeah. And when you ask them, they say, ah, don't you know the dollar rate to naira? Yeah. You're not becoming so stingy and your hands are very tight. Because everybody, there's no money, there's no money. There is money. God is still alive and where? He is my shepherd. I shall not walk. Hallelujah. Watch who you are becoming. Husbands, don't become stingy husband because Naira is uh, lower than dollar. No. Yeah. yeah. God has an expectation of it and every one of us. Employers, if you can no longer employ, let us know. Don't hold salary for three months. And people are coming to work every day. And you are saying it's because dollar is uh, this. No. No, you can't be a part of this house and behave like that. Yeah. No.
Some people are fast becoming who they are not. And the only excuse they are giving is the economy. Yeah. What? what? <laughs> May you never get to a point where you, are, you, you have become so selfish that you cannot feel for somebody who is in a dire strait that God wants to use you to sort them out. Just because the economy is not okay. So be frugal but not fearful. Yeah. Make sure that your frugality is fueled only by essential common sense and financial planning. Not that God can no longer reach you to be generous. Are you still with me today? Also, I'll say that diligently guard your heart. Diligently guard your heart. We don't know what will trend tomorrow on Twitter or Facebook or whatever things are or on Instagram. But whatever is trending, make sure that Psalm 23 and verse 1 is trending in your heart. Yeah. They may come up with another news, another war somewhere, another economy is going down, or they just kidnap some people. Psalm 23 is trending in my heart. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I shall not want. Yeah. Whatever is trending in the world, I will guard my heart diligently, diligently, diligently. So get rid of fear of lack. Of scarcity mindset. Because this mindset will lead you to hoard what you have. Or strive to get money at all costs. The moment a believer gets into that mode of getting money at all costs, Jehovah is no longer your shepherd. Because the shepherd is supposed to bring you what you need at the right time. And the right means. Legitimate means. Not funny ways. The moment I sack my shepherd, I will have to look for what I need myself. And it will be at all costs. And it can even be at the cost of my life and destiny. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Lastly today, develop a solution mindset. Develop a solution mindset. We're going to dig into this more as we go in. I mean, for instance, at Switch on Wednesday, our midweek event, we're going to be talking about building sustainable wealth. So develop a solution mindset. In the midst of crisis, God is always looking for who to channel resources through. That's why it will create some opportunities for some people. It will give new ideas to some people. Yeah. In the midst of farming, God always has a Joseph that he will raise. Yeah. In the midst of famine, God wants a widow like the widow of Sarephath who will still be generous enough to give to a prophet, Elijah. What do I mean? The widow was almost pandering to what everybody was saying. I mean, we'll unpack this a little more in the, in the series. Elijah got to the widow. Uh, Madam, go bring me water. Widow, in her generosity, was going to, for what Elijah said, ah, hard cake. Ah. The woman looked back and said, it's just a little flour that we have. It's just for me and my son. We eat it and we'll die. She was hopeless. The situation was bad. Elijah said, no. Make for me and for yourself too. That flour will not finish. The cruise of oil will not dry up until there's rain in Israel. 
You can imagine that woman with an attitude saying, Ah, for one night, they have come again. <laughs> yeah, because Elijah represents like a pastor. They have come again. Look at, look, look, you know, I told you I have only small. You are still telling me to give Thanksgiving offering. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? That was the attitude. But she remained, her attitude of generosity was consistent. She still went to do that. Who needed God the most? Was he Elijah or the widow? The widow, because Elijah was coming from where Raven was feeding him, God could have sent Elijah to another widow. It was the widow that needed God more. Elijah going to the widow was a way of God showing that that widow, you are special in my eyes. God could have sent Elijah to anybody, to the king. Everybody was in trouble. Everybody needed a word from God. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. Make sure that what is happening around us this season does not change who you are. Yeah. If you have been a generous widow, remain one. Yeah. Remain one. If you have been a generous person, remain one. Remain one and trust God. To make you exceedingly resourceful this is In the name of Jesus Christ. God wants to pour resources out even in the midst of this crisis. It will come to you through unusual opportunities, divine ideas, strategic friendships, unusual wisdom. All kinds of things that God will open your eyes to see. It will only happen if you are not fearful. You remain consistent in believing in him and trusting him to show up in the affairs of your life. And you keep this statement at your mantra. I shall not want. That's on your faith, everyone. That's on your faith. That's on your faith. Glory be to Jesus. Lift your two hands to Jesus. And just bless him. Just bless him. Just bless him. Just bless him. Bless him because he's still on the throne. Bless him because he will not resign as our shepherd. Bless him because he's still watching over us. Watching over your household. Watching over that project even though it's threatened. Watching over that proposal even though it's been delayed. He's still watching. He's still watching. Watching over your career. Even though it looks like you may be aborted. Bless him today as the great shepherd. Bless him today as the great shepherd. Father, we bless your name. Father, we bless your name. Father, we bless your name. Wave those hands to him. Everyone online, everyone in this house. Lord, we honor you today as a great provider, as a God who keeps covenant. We honor you. We honor you. We honor you. Anyone who has made God too small, this is the time to repent. 
If you have made your boss your source, repent right now and tell him, God, forgive me for not looking up to you. If you have been too fixated on the news and all the calamity and everything, will you, will you repent right now and say, Father, forgive me. You are my shepherd. You are my source. And I've come to renew up my allegiance to the great shepherd. To the great shepherd. And to put my life in your hand afresh. Thank you everlasting father. Thank you everlasting father. Whoever you have made your source. What I hear in my spirit right now is for you to consciously repent and say, Father, my, my husband or my wife is not my source. My boss is not my source. I confess in your presence right now. You are my source. Some people here, you need to mention the name of some people and say to them and say to God, this person is not my source. You are my source. You are my source. I acknowledge you as my source. God is jealous over your destiny today. And he wants to redirect your life. Thank you, Father. Lord, we declare that you are source. You are our sustainer. Our source and our sustainer. Our source and our sustainer. We honor you, our Father. We honor you, our Father. We honor you as the great shepherd. We thank you, Father. In the precious name of Jesus. Now everyone in the room and everyone online, I need you to listen to this. We're going to pray intentionally and break the hold of fear and anxiety. Psalm 112, verse 6, 7, and 8. It says, A good man deals graciously and lends. It says, uh, give me, no, verse 6, yes, verse 6. It says, surely he will not be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. And I love verse 7. It says, he will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. Verse 8 says, his heart is established. He will not be afraid. Somebody, as you pray right now, you need to declare, my heart is established. I shall not be afraid. I shall not be afraid. Break the hold of fear, the hold of anxiety concerning that project, concerning that startup. Nothing will die in your hand this season. In the name of Jesus, I want you to declare it. In the name of Jesus, I break the hold of fear. I stand against worry and anxiety. In the name of the Lord Jesus, my heart is established. My heart is established. I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid of evil tidings. I will not be afraid of bad news. In the name of the Lord Jesus. We stand against the spirit of fear. 
We break the hold of worry and anxiety. We receive the peace of God over everyone at the influence of this service. We receive the peace of God over everyone at the influence of this service. We receive the peace of God over everyone at the influence of this service. Thank you, everlasting Father. We bless your name. We bless your name. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Lastly today, lift your right hand with me and declare after me. Say, God is my shepherd. I shall not want. Say, the covenant of divine provision is at work over my life. My investments are preserved. Nothing dies in my hand. Everything grows in my hand. Say, I enjoy the blessing of the covenant. In strategic partnerships, in open doors of new opportunities, strategic opportunities, divine ideas, divine wisdom, creative ability. Say, I'm a solution provider. Say, I bring solution. I don't create problems. Say, in the midst of crisis, I'm solving problems by the grace of God, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Say, I shall not be stranded. Say, my needs are met. My bills are paid. I live in abundance. I have more than enough to give to other people and to be generous towards God. In the name of Jesus. If you believe that, shall they believe in Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and celebrate Jesus today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So as you go into this week, wherever you go, go with the peace of God in your heart. When you show up anywhere, declare, I have come with peace. The peace of God is here because I'm here. So your business discussions will pan out well. Amen. No more fear. Amen. No anxiety. Amen. What you have been running after will start to run after you. Amen. You know, when the psalmist says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. It's because the Lord is my shepherd. Amen. Yeah. Somebody who is wondering why it seems like you are chasing things. When the Lord is your shepherd, you don't chase things. Have you seen sheep chasing anything before? The shepherd is the one that guides them to where the thing is. Isaiah 48 and verse 17. I am the Lord God, your Redeemer. The one who teaches you to profit and leads you in the way that you ought to go. That is the scripture. And you must appropriate it in your life this season. Glory be to Jesus. So go with peace. Your shepherd is, 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 is watching over you. Yeah. It's watching over your projects. Yeah. It's watching over your children. Yeah. It's watching over your academics. Yeah. It's watching over that new business. Yeah. It will not die prematurely. Yeah. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah.
is watching over the health of your body. Yeah. No organ in your body will fail this season. Yeah. And I decree over someone right now, your blood pressure normalizes now. Yeah. Your sleep returns back to you. Yeah. No more insomnia. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Someone, you will not lose your mind. Yeah. I decree your, your, your sanity is restored. Yeah. Your mind is restored. Yeah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody here with a deadline that has to do with money and your, your life is at stake. You are being threatened. I speak to you by the spirit of the living God. From this new week, the favor of God turns it around for you. The people who are calling for your life will give you life. You will get a lifeline this week. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Your story will turn around in the month of August. Yeah. In the name that is above every name. Yeah. My God will manifest himself in your life. Yeah. The remaining days of this year. You will no longer run from pillar to post. Yeah. Thank you everlasting father. Yeah. Wave those hands to him and bless him all over this place. Thank you Jesus. Thank you Jesus. Great and mighty king will worship you. Fulfill your word in the life of everyone. Prove to everyone that you are at work in the midst of your people. Thank you for outstanding testimonies of things that only you can do. We give you glory and praise. We honor you our father. In the name of Jesus. Somebody put your hands together and you may have your seat. <laughs> Hallelujah. Just one more prayer before uh, I bring up a resident pastor. For everyone in this room and everyone online, can I ask that you just give me just a moment, just a moment with your heads bowed. I want to pray for anyone who may be online or right in the room who may be saying, PG, I don't have Christ in my heart. I'm far away from God. I don't know Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. I want to come closer to God. I want to release myself to God. I want God to forgive me my sins. I want to have a covenant with God so that I can call him my shepherd. I don't want to take the driver's seat of my life anymore. I want to yield the driver's seat to Jesus. I want to pray for you today. So if you're here, you're saying, I want to give my life to Jesus. Or maybe you said the prayer before, but you know you backslid into sin and you want to rededicate your life to Jesus. Can I have the pleasure of praying with you? Before the service is over. If you are right in the room. Can I ask that you lift your right hand above your head. As just a sign of your surrender to Jesus today. Whether you are on the gallery. Under the gallery. On the main floor. Just lift your right hand to Jesus. If you are online. Go to the chat room. And put it there right now. I'm giving my life to Jesus. I'm rededicating my life to Jesus. Uh, just type it out in the chat room. Uh, ministers are there. And they will reach out to you. If you are right in the room. If you are lifting your hand. I want you to lift it well. You are lifting it to Jesus and not the pastor. The pastor is not the savior. We have only one savior. His name is Jesus Christ. He laid down his life for you and I uh, at the cross of Calvary. He paid the price uh, for what we hold that we could not pay for. And if you are embracing him today, let it come from your heart and lift that right hand above your head. Let Jesus know 
that you are coming to him today and he will embrace you fully. If your hand is up, can you rise by your chair right there? Stay where you are, but please stand. Stand, stand so I can pray for you. Just stand where you are. Just stand, stand where you are. Stand quickly, stand where you are. I'm going to pray for you. God will start something new in your life. You'll never be the same again. If you're still second guessing it, uh, this, this, is, this, is, uh, 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 this is a decision that you need to make. If God is knocking at the door of your heart, please stand right now. Stand right now if you're in this room. Stand right now. Let nothing stop you. Let nothing hold you back. Let nothing hold you back. You will not have a regret the remaining days of this year. But start from this decision. Allowing God to take charge of your life and take charge of your heart. So I'm still waiting for one or two people. If you are online, go to the chat or comment and just put it there. I'm giving my life to Jesus. I'm giving my life to Jesus. If you're standing or if, you, uh, if you're online, I want, you, I want you to say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today and I ask that you forgive me my sins and that you cleanse me from every unrighteousness. I accept your death on the cross has been a payment for my sins. I ask that you come into my life and fill my heart with your spirit. I yield myself to you completely and totally from today. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Thank you for accepting me just the way I am. If you just said that prayer,